that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey, everybody. Right on my nuts. Nope, that's the start of it. Welcome to Good Luck America. A news and politics podcast. Or a politics news podcast. Either way, Donald Trump is a white nationalist. Yeah, that's what that's what we named the notes for this episode. I don't know if that's what we'll name the episode, but we might as well. Might as because well. here's the it's thing. It's not reflect it's not it's misleading of the topic, but not really. No, it's not at all. Because it's about him pushing one very specific white nationalist talking point. And also, here's two things that we can connect. We do know he's white. He's also gone on record to say he's a nationalist. So if you just marry those two then he's a white nationalist. I would say he's an orange nationalist. Thank you. I write my own material. Hit all the sound effects. God damn it. <laughs> I deserve more than that. How's it going, Chet? We haven't recorded in a while. I know, but we have spent time together. We went to Record Store Day. We sure did. I spent way too much money at Record Store Day. I also Day. spent way too much money. And then we got pizza afterwards. Some that good pizza. fucking pizza. I'm going back for that pizza. Stella Barra. You going in... Detroit style? No, I actually liked yours better. So I'm going to get the, uh, the the OG crust. And it tastes even better cold. No pizza tastes better cold. That's okay. insane. Exhibit A, all Pizza Hut pizza. Always better cold. Jesus Christ. Like the way that it just becomes like this gelatinous like thing of, oh man. You know, if we absolutely need to deport people, it should be people who eat cold pizza. Just get them out of even here. Even for breakfast? Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't got time to heat shit up in the morning. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You absolutely have I'm too time. busy reading the podcast notes. No, you're not. Every single morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I usually read them after we record, so I know how I know how unprepared I was uh, post recording. It's sure. a very complicated process I have. Oh, okay. But uh, record store day. What'd you buy? I bought. I don't know if I can even name it all. I bought the Violent Femmes' greatest hits, which is was a record store day release. And man, were those hits violent. I bought the Drive-By Truckers record store day release from last year, which I missed. They somehow had two copies of it there. Because the truck drove by. <laughs> oh, man. going all day. Wow. I bought uh, the first War Paint album, good band. What and is a it bunch, good for? A bunch of other stuff. We don't. That's not the point of today's episode. Well, but we're yeah. not doing our normal weekly uh, music TV thing, so we're squeezing it in here. I got some exclusive Lakes Creek Dive. I got Bare Naked Ladies, 25th anniversary of Gordon. I had Stephen Page sign it in person. And he remembered my name and made out to chat without me telling him. It's not even that's that's not even your real name, though. What? <laughs> Don't be spreading your lies and propaganda on this network. That's what this network is for. It's for me to spread my lies and propaganda. It's true. My name is Kevin. Kevin James. Kevin James Anderson. So what are we talking about specifically today, Uh, Chad? Donald Trump is a white nationalist, and specifically uh, the land seizures in South Africa. South Africa? That's not in America. What do we care? White power. White power. White power. Isolate that. Engineer, can you isolate that clip, please? Get it on the soundboard. Sorry, Brett's no longer available. 
Uh, I like to shout out to the nameless engineer now, though. It gives us an air of professionality <laughs> okay. that we haven't had previously before I thought up the idea to pretend we have an engineer. I like it. Put it on the soundboard. Get off my nizzuts, engineer! That was the sound of me hitting the button that makes you say white power three times. God damn. Uh, so, yeah, we're taught, the reason we're taught, this would normally be the kind of thing we'd talk about on what in the world? That's probably why I'm distracting <clears throat> so much. I feel like I'm in, encroaching on Quincy's territory. No, because this deals specifically with Donald Trump trying to, not trying to, but kind of uh, making a white nationalist talking point that comes from overseas into a mainstream thing here. Well, that's what happens when you live tweets watching Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Yeah, that's we're, we're going to listen to the first couple minutes of this. Uh, and then the last seven seconds because Tucker Carlson's the worst. Oh, the line about Obama being a coward? Yeah, it's a seven-minute video. In the last seven seconds, he's like, and Obama didn't do it because he's a coward. Like, yeah. just snuck that in like a little piece of shit. But let's listen to the first couple minutes here because it kind of explains... This literally explains Trump's feelings on it because it comes. We've got an exclusive investigation. This is where Trump tonight. got the, the president idea. of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, has begun, and you may have seen this in the press, seizing land from his own citizens without compensation because they are the wrong skin color. That is literally the definition of racism. No, it's not. Racism is what our elites say they dislike most. Donald Trump is a racist, they say. What are we? But they paid no attention to Elites, this at all. Elites, like you in and fact, I. Ramaphosa is one of Barack Obama's favorite leaders in the world. In a speech just a few weeks ago, Obama praised him. He praised the racist government of South Africa and Ramaphosa by name for, quote, inspiring hope throughout the country. Racist. Does our current bureaucratic racist agree with that? Government of South Apparently Africa. they do. We called over to the State Department for comment on South Africa's land seizures, seizures which should be getting worldwide attention because they are immoral, but are getting basically none. Can you pause it for because a they're the not State happening. Can I ask this? South Africa is like 80% white. Or no, no, sorry, never mind. It's like 80% of the land is owned by white people, but white people are only like 5%, right? Yeah. Roughly. Okay, that makes more sense. I was, I was going to ask, how do they even elect a black leader if they're so white? But it's just the whites own everything. But if, yeah, if we'll everyone get it. gets to vote. We'll get into all of that. That almost applies <clears throat> to the states. It's almost as if yeah. everyone had an equal opportunity to vote and polling was made available. Yeah, we're, we're going to explain all that. Okay. Did you read the notes? It's yes. all in the notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll explain how and what's actually happening. But this is also a good place to pause because these land seizures... They, they're not happening. That's why they're not getting attention. They're not happening. Yep. So. And then these fucking assholes are acting like it's happening. Also, Tucker Carlson, uh, every tie he wears looks like it was from a dead family member. Yeah, that's an absurd tie, especially with that blue shirt. It's also not a tie that's been made in the last 40 years. Yeah. We'll put links to all this up on the website. I've been lax about that. But last week's episode, all the notes from that are up and i'll put all of them up this week and too for the love of I god can do it put that discord link somewhere people can see it i'm so tired of people asking me i put it in the in the community section on on discord <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be pretty funny on the patreon okay so go look because one person was asking in particular and that's not a very active community so if you just head there if you're a patreon subscriber and uh you'll find the link all right. God, like, I'll post it. We'll promise to I be... fucking hate the thing anyway. Like, I hate that it exists. Well, and I hate fuck that I you for having such it. an original idea. I know. Of having the only. I know. It was. Uh, I, I get that part, but now it's like, ah, what have I created? I don't like it. 
so yeah, this it's also an interesting point to pause because those attacks aren't happening. These land seizures are not actually happening right now. So that's why they're not getting attention. Well, don't tell the people that are killing others over the fact that they say they're happening. Right. Let's listen to the rest of this. Not with the what rest, is but. Honestly, an unbelievable statement. We're going to quote it for you at length. Here it is. Quote, we are aware of these reports and have been following this issue very closely for some time. South Africa is a strong democracy with this resilient institutions, including a free press and an independent judiciary. South Africans are grappling with the difficult issue of land reform through an open process, including public hearings, broad-based consultations, and active civil society engagement. President Ramaphosa has pledged that the land reform process will follow the rule of law and its implementation will not adversely affect economic growth, agricultural production, or food security. Now, here's the thing that the reason they had to address that at all is people are comparing this to Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe did a similar thing. But in Zimbabwe, it was just kind of a government decision where they were like, this is what we're going to do. And nobody has any say in it. South Africa's not doing it that way. They're involving the people like they're been votes on it they're talking about how to do it and we'll get to all the reasons why they probably need to do it yeah because there's a gradual mm -hmm. process of opportunities for like farmers to sell their land at fair cost and wherever and they still right. refuse to and so yeah they're they're bringing that up because of what happened in zimbabwe but zimbabwe did it in a very closed kind of this is what we're doing and no one has anything to say about it kind of way Whereas South Africa voted and they've done things to, you know, they're thinking about how to do it properly. And there are a lot of reasons why it needs to be done. And we'll get to all that. Let's listen to this bullshit a little bit more. End quote. State Department did not mention that by following the rule of law, he has changed the country's constitution to make it possible to steal land from people because they are the wrong skin color. In other words, nothing to see here, Legally says Mike Pompeo updated State the Constitution. It's totally okay for South Africa to steal property for racist reasons because they are, quote, a strong democracy and held, quote, public hearings. Criminals take note, find a buddy, start robbing State Department employees on their way to work. By their logic, as long as you outnumber them, they'll be okay with getting robbed because it's democracy. As long as you outnumber them. So what he's saying there is well why does the fact that it's a predominantly black country matter like that so they can just because they can outvote us and make laws that benefit them why should that be the case yeah why should the laws reflect the populist vote yeah that's insane why should the majority of voters have a say in what happens here i'm surprised he didn't say i really think south africa should compromise three-fifths compromise yeah, it, it wouldn't have surprised me. But that happened back in August. And then this was Trump's response on Twitter. Because that, what you're right, what Tucker Carlson was just complaining about was the State Department's response. So, in response to Tucker Carlson, our own government, and this is how this is turning out to be the case more and more often, our own government pretty much handled it the right way and was like, yeah, that's South Africa's dealing with it the way a country would deal with an issue like that, the way we would want a democratic country to deal with an issue like that. And then here comes Trump a couple hours later to say, I have asked Secretary of State Pompeo to closely study the South Africa land and farm seizures and expropriations and the large-scale killing of farmers. South African government is now seizing land from white farmers at Tucker Carlson at Fox News. This nope. is the same guy that 
refuses to acknowledge and agree with his own administration's climate report and says he trusts his gut more yeah, than stats. Exactly. Science. Like you shouldn't trust your gut on anything. You shouldn't when you trust have anything full advisors. of KFC and McDonald's <laughs> on anything. And this is a fun side note. The Washington Post pointed out this is the first time Trump has used the word Africa on Twitter since becoming president. Because you know nothing's happening there. Nothing. Nothing anyone needs to worry about. So. What's actually happening in South Africa? Reality check is uh, South Africa. Well, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa responded shortly after that tweet in an article on the Financial Times. What the article say? <clears throat> it's behind a paywall, Chet. So we're never going to know. Oh god! And it's it. like a strict paywall where, like, a you lot can of these... open it in uh, incognito mode and get it for free. Well, not that. No, because uh, like a lot of these sites, they'll give you like three or four free articles a month. And honestly, for the sites that I do end up getting that many articles from a month, I do pay for them because they're helping me do my job. So why the fuck wouldn't I? But I'm not fucking with the Financial Times that often. You can throw me an article or two for free. But no, you had to like, even to get a free article, you had to pay to get a free trial. You had to pay a dollar. And that was the only way. And it was just like, no, I'm not not giving everyone in the world my credit card. Out of the Financial Times. So what do you expect? Exactly. But uh, a few different outlets have summarized his response, and I'll put links to both up. But basically, his response was, he said it was unfortunate that Trump was uh, misunderstood the situation as deeply as he did. And, or as shallowly as he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he pointed out that South Africa is a profoundly unequal society, which we will talk about. And that land distribution is at the heart of that inequality, which it absolutely is. Like, it 100% is. And, I mean, also education, jobs, things like that. But what this boils down to from the white nationalist side, and we'll explain why in a minute, but what this boils down to is them, their defense in all of this is, hey, we stole that from you. Now it's ours. Like, why? what's so hard to understand about that? Yeah, it was wrong then. How come you get to do it now, even though you're the assholes that were wrong then? Yeah. It's, it's like, no gives these backsies. Right. Like, you find someone in possession of your stolen goods, and they're like, but I stole it. It's mine. Like, you can't. I stole it. I stole and it, I but we said, oh, I stole it when, when stealing was more okay. And now, stealing's not okay. You said stealing's not okay, so why do you <laughs> want to steal back from me? It's exactly that. It's fucking insane. But let's get into the details. This, uh, it goes all the way back to the 1913 Natives Land Act, which reserved almost 93% of the land in South Africa for the white minority. What are the odds that that 7% of land that the others got was like unfarmable shit? Is oh, that? yeah, for sure. It's probably all water. Uh, it legalized the historical disposition, dispossession of the African population. That percentage, though, was reduced to just 87% in 1937 with the Native Trust and Land Act. So that's better now. 13% of the land for the majority of people and 87% for the minority. That seems fair. Well, you're taught when you say majority minority, you mean they're like 45% white, 55% black, right? As stated earlier, unless I edited it out, which I that, assumed you did, that which video is why I brought part this up was, again. That video part was chaos. Yeah, the majority, I have it. I have the exact I was numbers. setting you up to prove me very wrong. Were you? 
Yes, because it's like 5% white. I know. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. It's somewhere in the notes. I have the exact number, but it's, yeah, it's like 85% black and like 5% white and other races also. But uh, strong majority, it's a, it's a black country. Black people are the majority in South Africa. And we're basically, if, if you are, wait, here it is, 80.2% of the population own 4% of the land. That's black South Africans. So it's kind of the same thing we complain about a lot here, how there's a really small population of people in this country who own most of the wealth. wealth yeah. That's It's no different in South Africa. And if you're arguing that that's a situation that should should still that should stay in place you're probably one of the people that owns that wealth and you just don't want to have that situation undone or you're a fucking white nationalist idiot right one of those two things and so when apartheid finally ended in south africa it's written in their constitution that land that was seized by white people should be redistributed to the majority population and we're talking about some areas where the people that the land was taken from are just gone now like like we're talking public lands there's so much fucking land that is owned by such a small group of people in south africa and a group of people who in most cases took that land by force and they put in the constitution the need to redistribute that land because the I, I make this point later in the notes, but a good way to think about this is war. Apartheid lost the war in South Africa. So you have to pay some re- retribution. Yeah, you got to give some shit up. They were, reparations. That's not retributions. Reparations is the word I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, wartime reparations. And apartheid was basically, it was a war in South Africa. And apartheid lost. But you want to treat me different because of my skin color? You said that's bad. Right, but that's... That's not really what's that's happening. That's not what's happening. But that's what the white yeah. nationalist position is. And so they, they put in the Constitution a willing seller, willing buyer policy. So that was the first attempt to redistribute land that was literally stolen from the majority population Be like, yo, South white Africa. farmers, even though you or your ancestors Why stole they gotta say yo? MTV rap. <laughs> uh... We're going to, you give the land back, but we're going to pay you fair value for it. Right. And, and they said, no, no, no. They said, no, we don't, no. Have, to, we don't have to do that. We're just white not, man land. We're not going to be willing sellers. So the land did not get redistributed. And keep in mind, that's a violation of the South African constitution at this point in history. Not redistributing that land for this long is a constitutional crisis in South Africa that needs to be addressed. So Parliament passed a bill in 2016 under the presidency of Jacob Zuma. And granted, Jacob Zuma was not a good leader. And that's sort of what's happening here is the African National Congress took power. And this is not a perfect regime by any stretch of the imagination. And the current president is part of the African National Congress. He represents that party. What basically happened, this is like the elevator pitch for what is going on right now. In When they took power, people expected them to undo this wrong that had been done, where all of this land had been seized by the minority group in that country. 
and they wanted that land redistributed. And they wrote a constitution saying they would do that. And then that never happened. And instead, the African National Congress just turned into kind of your typical corrupt regime that was fine with keeping things the way they were as long as they were doing all right. So that it was like redistributing the land. They were like, we wrote the fucking willing seller, willing buyer policy and people aren't selling. So what the fuck can we do? And like people are only going to put up with that for so long. Like you elect someone, you expect them to do something. You expect if they don't do it, you're going to get upset. Let's hope that uh, Trump voters don't elect him in in 2020 based on him not building that wall yet. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of the same way. Like it. People who wanted that land to be redistributed, which it should be, started are starting, I think, to see themselves as sort of an ignored part of the country by this government that promised the exact opposite. So what's happening now and the reason that this is becoming such an issue in South Africa all of a sudden is now there's a party that's even further to the left than the African National Congress. They're saying, let's speed this shit up. They're not only saying, let's speed this up, but they are saying shit like, let's uh, slit the throat of whiteness. That's a quote from one of their leaders. And that's an even further left party that's like, look, if you don't fucking do this, we will. And people are going to respond to that. And I think that's why that initial United States response from this was, they're figuring it out. It's all right. But let the African National Congress handle this the way they want. Because there's no other, like, what what do people expect? Do they think a country where the population is 80% one group and that group had their land stolen from them by the minority population, how long does the world expect that not to turn violent? Like, you want to fucking figure this out before it turns violent. Take note, U.S. and wealth inequality. Yeah, kind of. But it... I mean, it, it almost with the wealth inequality in the U.S., there's less of a racial component to it. There's a racial component, obviously. But it's less. But it would be more clear if, like, only white people were the top 1%. Or, I mean, right. if everyone else wasn't. Well, it's, it's the poverty affects everybody. Yes. Like, there's no, you know, there are groups that are impacted by it more, but. And as a quick aside, it surprises me as you, you know, like, we travel the country and you just observe things. How many people think they're middle class that are not middle class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm middle class because I got a deal on a flat screen TV. No, you're, <laughs> you're fucking, you're struggling, motherfucker. So, yeah, that's what's happening right now is it's it's coming to a head where this other party wants, uh, wants these, these matters addressed. And so in 2017, a resolution to redistribute land without compensation which was backed by the Parliament for Inclusion in the Constitution in 2018. And in these cases where they're talking about, all right, well, now maybe we need, we do need to go in and just take land from people who aren't willing to sell it, they're still talking about land that was seized by white farmers under yeah. apartheid. But you said no, give these back, what, you know, whatever their fucking whiny thing yeah. is. This isn't fighting racism with racism. This is just undoing the effects of systemic racism in South Africa. How and anybody pushing back against that? Offer me a better solution to healing the larger population. Right. Like, like I get this is going to piss off some white people and maybe push them to the right uh, and and uh, make them double down on perhaps their own racism. But again, we're putting the, the minority, in that case, you're putting the minority, the couple white people's 
feelings who might get hurt right. uh, over the mass healing and population, the, the mass healing and needs of the, the greater population. Right. And we're saying- In both size and dick size. And, and this- Calling this a like making this a white nationalist issue is really the last option they have is to hopefully somehow rally up world support for the people who are still benefiting from apartheid, which ended in the fucking early 90s. Like the last this is all this is all they have left, because if it goes to a vote, which it should, the people of South Africa are going to vote to take this land back without compensation because the people who are still benefiting from apartheid don't want to give any of that up. They don't want to give up. Like, you could still have half your fucking farm and you give the other half back because you understand the circumstances under which it was taken. Or sell your shit at fair value and make bank, idiot. Yeah. Like, it's not like they just, like... South Africa just woke up one morning and was like, let's take land from white farmers. It's more like South Africa woke up one morning and was like, let's take land from black farmers. And then 80 or so years later, people were like, that was fucked up. Why'd you do that? We should, uh," because that's the other thing. There's not a lot else that a person can do, especially in these rural areas, to improve their life other than farm. And if all the farmland in your small rural community is owned by four or five white dudes, they're not trying to fucking improve your station in life. They're going to pay you fucking immigrant wages well, what if to work the, on their farm. What if the black people volunteered to work on the white farms for free in exchange for housing and meals? Would oh, that be shit. A, would that? I didn't even think of that. Oh, man. That we need to get the U.N. on the horn. Can we tweet at them and see if maybe that? Wait, you know. I'm not, I'm not putting that on Twitter. <laughs> that sounds like slavery now that I oh, think about it. Oh, fuck. God damn it. God damn it. I thought I was on to a peaceful solution. Why does every idea we have always circle around to slavery of some sort? God damn it. We're so close. I thought we were on the, on the right path to fixing this. But yeah, so like I said earlier, this basically is the opposition arguing we stole that, so it's ours now. We get to keep it. And currently in South Africa... of farms and agricultural holdings are owned by whites who make up 8.2% of the population. That is insane, especially when you consider how things got to that point, because it's not like everyone just started at the same starting line and all ran when the same gun went off and white people just fucking did better and grabbed up more land. No, they fucking took that shit by force and it's still that way and somehow it's racist to want to undo that because it's just based on skin color no it's not it's based on history it's it's uh it's uh that's a good way to put it (sighs) the world bank recently published a study overcoming the legacy of exclusion in south africa which contends that a well-managed system of land distribution is essential to redressing the country's economic inequality And like I said, because there's so much farmland that people could be all using that it's just these these farmers now that have had it for decades just don't want to give any up. Let me make a a case for climate change here. White nationalist Trump, if you just get on board with the climate change, you'd realize this farmland is going to be fucked in a couple years anyway. So just get out while you're ahead. Yeah, exactly. Well, then that just means they're going to do less for climate change. 
I don't like that solution yeah, either. I guess I'm trying. To... You are not coming up with yeah. hot solutions yeah. right now. Thought I had some good solutions. It's today. like we're just still being part of the problem. If you really think oh, about man. it. Uh. So. So yeah. This is you know boosting productive land use is a good way to help people become more self-sufficient. And here's the thing: there's no guarantee it's going to work. Like they could redistribute this land. That's not. That's not going to be like some magic bullet. That and people fixes always everything. find like the one worst scenario to make their case of like, but this thing happened that uh, yeah. Know? And there there will be violence. We'll get to that. There's there's violence in South Africa. We don't like want to gloss over that. It's not like things are great and everyone's just waiting for the other foot to drop. But you know, it's it, there's no guarantee that this idea would work the idea to redistribute land that was seized under apartheid but it's something that has to be tried again give me a better idea for healing yeah and you know it's now like it could go wrong and that still won't mean it was a bad idea it probably will just mean it wasn't managed properly but this is absolutely what needs to happen to fix things in south africa there's no there's i don't know what other idea anyone could fucking have like it's not like there's a ton of fucking tech companies and auto manufacturers that have popped up in the years since that people can go you know just go work there fucking build your life there this south africa's a lot of goddamn farmland it's a big country and johannesburg is one fucking town is cape town a big city yeah it has to be i would think so is that south africa yes okay other than that, it's all fucking farm. There's, there's two, no way that's accurate. There's two cities in South Africa. The rest is farm. That's that's ignorance, Adam. But on the scale of ignorant things being said about South Africa that right ignorant. now, that's that's comedy club ignorant right there. <laughs> that's something. That's something I would take on stage with me. But yeah, so when people call this racist, it's not racist. It's about undoing racism and the poverty in South Africa. That's the other thing. It's not just oh, everyone's doing all right, but some people want more land than they have right now. Motherfuckers are poor. It is a very impoverished nation. 50% of South Africans, or 30.4 million people, were poor in 2015. Unemployment, as of 2017, was 26.7%, closer to 50% among youths. So, what age are they sending people to work? I don't know how I feel about that stat. Well, it could that could mean anyone under 18. And I mean, yeah, I it's a different world there. Yeah, well, I started working when I was 14 in the United States. No shit, what was your first job? Uh, my first job was telemarketer at 14? At 14. No yeah, shit. And I was fucking good at it too. And then I worked in the drive-through of a steak and shake when I was 15, and then I worked in a steak bunch of shake, restaurants. That's where it's at. Steak and shakes the shit. So good. Fucking love. There's one in Burbank, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the limited, like, California. No. Or no, no, that's the Santa Monica one. The Santa Monica one is limited. This one is not. Mm. Wow. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so youth unemployment. <laughs> like, like it's not, it's a different, it's a different culture. Like, I imagine there are a lot of people in South Africa who just go from primary school to working. And in that case, like, you do want to take youth unemployment, people under 18, into account. And 50% is a big number. A half. And those are also the years when a person is most susceptible to fall into crime and any other thing to yeah. make money. To get on the right no... track or to do bad things out of survival. Right. And so it need like 
poverty in South Africa needs to be addressed. And this is a way to address it. They'll have to really stay on top of managing it and making sure, because a lot of people who are going to get land are going to be people who have no idea what to do with the land. So then you're going to have to have- Sure, you could give somebody land, but they also need farming equipment, seeds, fucking know-how. Right. And what South Africa's doing, in a lot of cases where land has been seized from white farmers already, there's no- and. And, and those have been like limited and it's not happening in the way they're talking about now. But there have been what happens is when the, the land changes hands, even in the case of land being sold, there's no documentation for the people who get the land and lenders have been unwilling to give them money to you know develop the land and buy the equipment they need to use it so then people are just like well what the fuck now i just have land that i can't do anything with so all of that is going to have to be taken into account like this is going to have to be a massive training program and it could still fucking wreck the economy it could all it could all go very wrong people could fucking starve we don't know but people are starving now and the people who made that so don't want to do anything to fix it. And that's why it's come to this in South Africa. It's not racism. It's undoing racism. I can't stress that enough. God damn it, chat. Hey, Adam. What? What if they just volunteered their time on the... F- no! No! Stop! Damn. Come on! I thought I was onto something again. Man, just not... Give me a sound effect. I fucking hate this. <laughs> so, yeah, the... The, the talking point that's coming out of this is it's wrong then and it's wrong now. And it's like, nope, that's not the same thing. It's absolutely not. This is not fighting racism with racism. Get it out of your head. But I don't think everyone who says that actually believes it. This just is a good thing to rally racists around I don't for think your some of the people that benefit. are saying it know what it means. They're just repeating talking points. Like oh, yeah, absolutely. Like idiot. Trump. Yeah. Mostly. Like if... <sighs> That's what's so frustrating is it's not there are people in our government right now who know what they're doing and know what they're talking about. It's just that when they say or do the right thing, Trump just comes along and goes, nope, it's the other way. That's how you know they're doing the right thing because Trump disagrees. Yeah, pretty much in that. But what that also causes is, like I've been saying, this this program of land redistribution needs to be monitored and implemented properly and there will be some violence and there has been some violence on farms in south africa we'll get to that but it's it's a thing that when trump comes out and says no this is bad a thing that happens on the left there's a tendency to go oh well no then it's all good like everything about it is good this is a complex no, issue things objectively yeah it's it's a complex issue that isn't there's not a an absolute right like things, things are gonna go wrong with this. But it, it's oh, a there's thing an that, absolute right. It's called the white nationalists. Well, yeah, it's it's a thing that has to happen for this country to get back to uh, being a decent place for everyone to live, which it's not right now. Like a lot of people are fucking still suffering under the conditions that apartheid put in place. Oh, you're talking about South Africa. I thought you were talking about the states for a minute. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, here too, and. I think one of the the things that probably puts people off, especially if you lean toward the right and you live in the United States, is, well, then what next? Do we have to give land back to the natives? Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. Like, what? Do we have to pay reparations to black people for slavery? Yeah, we probably should. Like, it wouldn't wouldn't be the worst fucking thing. The that was quite a debacle, if I do say so myself. The brilliant thing natives did and ancestors of slavery don't have this equivalency is casinos. Casinos are brilliant because you're basically taking the white man's money, but he's happily giving it to you. Right. Like, it's a great, it's a great, I, I grew up next to a reservation. Uh, a third of my high school was Native American Indian. Many casinos in the area. Man, do white people love going to casinos and not saving for their retirement or doing anything meaningful with their lives? Oh, for sure. But are you suggesting reservations for black people? I'm suggesting black people figure out their own version of casinos where white people willingly give them their money and are fucking happy about it. And it's a giant fucking scam. Yeah. Where the black people, what if the black people come to the white people's houses and live there and like do chores? Nope, that's gonna- slavery again. God that's damn it, Shrek. Fuck. Fuck. You got to stop with that. I feel, I kind of feel like we should stay out of what's happening in South Africa and just let them figure out how to do it. Maybe. And if they do it right, maybe fucking learn from that example. Maybe you and I are a microcosm of the United States in that we don't have good ideas for how to fix this. So. I mean, you're wearing an American flag on your hat, so. That's a black and white American flag, though. That's the protest flag, Rally cap that shit upside down. It's the protest flag. So let's talk about the murders in South Africa. Are they happening? They sure are. South Africa has a very high murder rate. It is an out-of-control problem in South Africa. But that does not mean that the murder of white farmers is out of control. I mean, there's not that many of them, so. Yeah, for one thing. Uh, according to Agra SA, which is one of South Africa's largest farmers' organizations, killings on farms in South Africa have declined to less than a third of what they were two decades ago. Progress. Imagine that. It's almost like immigration here, where we complain about the number of illegal immigrants flooding into this country, and it's so much less than it used to be. Like, the numbers are going down. But violent crime in general has sharply decreased since the end of apartheid. But another group, Afra Forum, has seized on what killings have happened, and they're just running with it for white nationalist reasons. They claim the government has already started seizing land and that they're killing people over it. So far, Truly fake news. Right. There have been no land seizures tied to this policy. There have probably been skirmishes between white farmers and black people in South Africa. That's going to happen when you're the fucking 8% minority controlling most of the fucking available land and wealth in a country. You're going to have to fucking expect that. Uh, but they pick up on the fact that there's a lot of murders in South Africa in general and that a couple of them have happened on farms and they go, see, you know, you marry it to what they're saying in the press about the constitution and maybe adding this to the constitution and you go, see, it's already started. We need to send in the fucking UN to break it up. And no, we don't. This is a thing we absolutely need to let South Africa. How much longer is there going to be a UN for anyways? Yeah, that's a good point. Other people who agree on this talking point Richard Spencer and Dylan Roof. Notable white nationalists? Yes. Uh, One of them being the kid who shot up a church full of black people. Uh, So if, if 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 you're one of those centrists who just hears land is being seized from white farmers in South Africa, and you don't know how to feel about it, you should feel our way about it, which is that it is not white genocide. 
which is happening. You are just taking your information from people who are misinformed. Genocide? Genocide! I'm trying to be subtle about it. We haven't done that in a while. People complain. <laughs> because we do it or because we haven't done it? Because we haven't done it. So let's talk about Cyril Ramaphosa. Genocide! <laughs> there, we did it twice. Uh, let's talk about... Genocide! Come on, Anytime man. Anytime you say let's talk about it, I'm going to say I have to record again at one o'clock. Well, that sounds like a Quincy problem. Uh, this is Cyril Ramaphosa. This not is genocide. A... God damn it! It's said not genocide! Oh, sorry. Not genocide! This is a quote from Cyril Ramaphosa. Let's talk about him for a second. We still have a festering wound in terms of how the land was taken from our people, and that wound needs to be healed, and the only way to heal that wound is to give land to the people. Doing so will ensure a fair and prosperous future for all our people. That's why I've been saying all day, baby! I mean, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but he's right in that that's what they need to do. Like, that's what they need to try, for sure. And why would former President Barack Obama just several weeks ago publicly praise a racist like Cyril Ramaphosa? That was Tucker Carlson in his uh, segment that we played earlier. And the thing is, pretty much everyone praises this guy because he is, especially at this point, like I mentioned before, seen as the least worst option. It's kind of like the we did an episode about the last Russian election. And you go into that thinking, well, this is going to be Putin and a bunch of other people who you're like, oh, I wish they could be president. Oh, no. It is Putin and a lot of people who are very much more anti-American, aggressively more anti-American than Putin. It's kind of like you're an immigrant and you actually get past the border entering the U.S., but they say you can come in, but only if you stay in Columbus. It's the best, worst option. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not, he's not that bad. He's not as bad as Columbus. Fucking shithole. But he, uh, yeah, he's basically the option right now if you are, especially if you're a white nationalist, I don't know why... See, that's the thing. I feel like white nationalists want this to be a violent thing. Of course they do. Because uh, like, if it's a democratic thing that people vote on and everyone is like, all right, sorry, this is what you got to do, then you're sort of like as the minority, you're like enemy combatants at that point if you don't abide by it. So I think they want this to become a violent thing because they want to be enemy combatants. They want to be seen that way. So- I think it's probably beneficial to a white nationalist for that party that is even more to the left than the African National Congress to come in and go, all right, we're fucking doing it now, because then you can make it look like, oh, this is like a thing racists did on the drop of a dime, and we need you to come in and help us and keep our land intact. So uh, don't doubt for a second that that's why the, the fucking people on the right are so up in arms about this, because Here's they want it to be a war. Here's a solution. What if new rule, Adam? New, okay. New world rule. You can only have sex with people that are different ethnicities than what you are. So all babies will be halvesies. What are you talking about? I'm just, do that for a couple generations. There are no black people. There are no white people. There's just people. That is almost worse than your slavery idea. Oh, I can think of slavery. It's been there for hundreds, if not thousands of years. What? <laughs> if slavery wasn't my idea. No, but I mean your idea to fix this problem. That one might be... That's like borderline Nazi shit right there. To, to, to have a... To force, the opposite. To of, force people to breed the race that you think will I'm lead to saying, a perfect nation? I'm just saying... Yeah, that's kind of some Nazi anything shit. anything except your race. 
How about we not legislate breeding whatsoever? How about we stop breeding altogether and let Earth restore herself now, without humans? that I'm fine with. But now that kind of global legislation, I'd be fine with. But what you're talking about, no. That's what I'm trying. I like that you, you are basically playing the role of America right now in what America does a lot in situation. Like America's doing the right thing here. It's Sometimes just people Trump. Think it, people think I do bits where I'm an idiot, but I'm just setting you up to make points, Adam. Sure you are. What? <laughs> but like we're doing the right thing by kind of staying out of this. And Trump is the one who wants to get us into it because his white nationalist buddies are spreading their talking points. I would argue the only reason we should get involved is if the white minority white nationalists start fucking killing people. We get in there and be like, hey, knock it the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be one thing. Uh, so I, I talked a little bit about this competing party that's coming up on the left. They're called the Economic Freedom Fighters. And... If this land issue doesn't get worked out, they're gonna fit like they're winning seats in parliament. They're you know they're everything that we we hear about on the right, but they're on the left, and it uh, they want land seizures, but they are way more aggressive. About yeah, it. we don't need that level of extremism. Either. Well, what the fuck do I know? It's in South Africa. I'm staying out of it. Yeah, they're le yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing. If it's what the people want, like, eh. but uh, they also want land seizures. Their leader Julius Malema has spoken about, quote, cutting the throat of whiteness. So is that what motherfuckers want? Like, I, I feel like by trying to make this a constitutional thing and trying to make this transfer of land happen peacefully, South Africa's probably avoiding a lot of violence in the future. Yeah. Uh, I, I think calling this a festering wound is a really good way to put it. And it's a thing that if it remains untended to, it's going to get so much worse. And I think there are people on the right who want it to get so much worse because if it's going to happen they at least buy their extreme bullshit that and they at least want to look like victims if they have to give up sure. their land whereas they could be seen as just hey cool people who decided to finally work together for the betterment of the country but nah dude white nationalists love fucking being victims oh yeah i'm not saying brett kavanaugh is a white nationalist but he's out there fucking coaching little league basketball on the weekends well what's her face is still getting death threats yeah, exactly. I feel bad that I couldn't remember her name. Dr. Ford. There it is. That's an easy way to remember her name is call her by what she should be called, which is Dr. Ford. There it like, is. Like, a lot of people call her Christine Blasey Ford. No, she was Dr. She's Ford. She's fucking doctor. You call her a doctor, you, you motherfuckers. You call her Dr. Truck, Dr. Built in America. What? You just go with Dr. Ford. It's fine. I wrote that. Uh, you know Henry Ford was a virulent anti-Semite? I, I could see that. You don't need to tie her to that. I've never owned a Ford. Okay. So... So let's talk about, like, obviously... Let's talk about handbags. Yeah, I mean, this is a really complex issue. When you're appointing someone to your cabinet, you want that person, uh, if they're going to come in contact with this issue, you want them to be not only knowledgeable on it, but also objective. And with that in mind, Trump has named handbag designer Lana Marks as our new ambassador to South Africa. And here's the thing, she's born in but, South but, Africa. But Adam, she was born in South Africa and raised there. Born and raised there during apartheid as a rich white kid. I was going to say, is she white? <coughs> she is white. She's a Mar-a-Lago member. If that, did that not answer the question? I would like to meet some Mar-a-Lago members. Like, who's paying that fucking money? Yeah, she's yeah. known for, she makes luxury handbags with exotic animal skins. Oh. Uh, sometimes fetching up to $18,000 per bag. And uh, she's our new ambassador to South Africa. 
that uh, she. De- I wonder where she falls on the subject of land redistribution in South Africa. I would love to pick her brain and find out where she stands on that issue. I, I bet she wants wonder. to redistribute it towards more white people. Probably, yeah. Just send more white people. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's the. There's the answer. Let's just deport white people to South Africa from the United States. Then that balances the, all the people we deport will be poor too, but that'll balance things out. Well, what if we give the white people 100% of the land in South Africa and then just put the, the black people in South Africa on boats to come over here and work our... Fu- no. Damn it! God damn! I feel like we're not going to be able to fix this as a country. I feel like South Africa is going to have to take it on on their own. It's almost like they should, and we should fucking probably stay out of it. I feel like we're making it worse. We should probably just stay out of it. But yeah, this is not this is not people being stripped of their land because of their skin color. This is people being stripped of their land because it was taken by force from people because Because of of their skin color. Very different thing, idiots. Sorry to call you idiots, but you're all idiots. If uh, this is a talking point you ascribe to. Good luck, South Africa. Why didn't you say it with me? Good luck, America. Not ending yet. That's what we say at the end. Oh. Well, we're close to ending. I have to record another thing in 10 minutes, and I'd like to take a little break. No, because it's not. People don't want you to have a life outside a podcast, Adam. I know they don't, including you. So That's not true. I like going to record store day and getting pizza with you off the pods. Well, I would like to take a little break between recording these two podcasts. Hey, can I throw this out here? Sure. How many people do you have on the network right now? I don't know. Approximately? Ballpark? A hundred. How many Unpops personalities are there? I don't know. Ten. Well, I was thinking maybe we have an Unpops, Unpops holiday gathering. Potluck. Well, oh. we're doing a thing oh. at the Hollywood Hotel, oh. December 29th. Oh, okay. Well, live I didn't know about that. I live on Pops and New Year's Eve party. Never mind then. All right, I'll be there. So I'll we'll do there. that. Do you want to be on the show? I'm a, the fact that I haven't been booked already offends me. Oh, good. I wanted to offend you before I booked you. Okay. So everybody come out to that December 29th, Hollywood Hotel, 9 p.m. Free show. Celebrating live. the one-year anniversary of me eating all of Adam's edibles in- Well, it is ha- our. it is the network's five-year anniversary. Oh, shit. So- and the one-year anniversary of me doing edibles and blacking out in a Wendy's yes. parking lot. Yes, more importantly. Uh, what do you have to plug, Chet? we got to make this quick. Uh, December 29th, I'll be at the Hollywood Hotel not doing edibles. Anything else? Follow me on Instagram at Chet Wild. I mostly just post videos of Cagney now, the best dog ever. Sorry, Winter. Winter's still the best puppy. All right, say goodbye, Chet. Good luck! Um, come on, we went over this. This is where we Okay, end. here we go. Good Good luck, luck, America. America. Hello. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.